So how 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 hot is it in the UK right now? Um, one app says thirty. One app says twenty nine, and a third app because you know uh, has thirty one. So you know thirty. Wow, in September, and uh, we'll move over to our Barcelona contingent, Perchy. What's the weather it's like? It's currently over? saying twenty seven degrees in Barcelona. Cool day. It's a really cool day today. Yeah, it was so in Cyprus now. Weather in we're recording by the way. This is this makes for great podcasting. There's yeah, no that- there's no way it's thirty degrees. No, I mean it's thirty degrees in the shade. It's it's I would say uh, I would say it's probably a cool thirty four, but because the UK is at thirty, it probably feels like forty. What it feel like here? Right. Let's get into the swing of things. And the first point on the running order is the burning of Burnley. I'm sure that every other podcast has talk, talked about this. Over to you guys. What did you think about that game? In fact, I'll ask, I'll ask another question. When we went 1-0 down, did how did you feel? Do you remember how you felt? Yep. How did you feel? I know I was a bit disappointed because I thought it was poor defending from Poro, but I, I'll be honest, it was a good goal. Let's be honest. I it mean, was, yeah. Poro probably should do better, but it was a good goal. Sometimes you sometimes you just got to put your hands up and go, do you know what, that's a decent goal. I, think, uh, I forget the fella's name. I, I remember his name, but I keep forgetting it. But that lad out on that left-hand side, was quite, he, had a, he was all right, to be fair. Good ball in and one nil down. And you go, do you know what, bounce back and we'll get on to that, I think. Ross, how do you feel, mate? I felt once we went one nil down, I thought... And just going to tear into them. It, took, it still took us about 10, 20 minutes just to really kick into gear. But once we did, we absolutely tore them a new one. I mean, even company after the game said that they just couldn't live with us at points. And it was great. It's lovely great, to hear about that. Radio. That's a great compliment, right? Gotcha. That's about our own little club. And it's, you know, just running along, you know, just happy being in second. Oh, it's great days. So, did any of you see the questions that came in? Because I'll ask yes. one from Super Mario two two two, who's on Reddit, and he says, "How much longer do you give Richie before you're ready to move on from him?" Um, are we talking in Christmas. minutes or days or what? I don't know. Maybe that you can say the next game, or you'll give him as Ross says till Christmas. Christmas. If a big comes in now from Saudi Arabia, I'm accepting. Like I, I'm not, I'm, and you think I'm not just saying it for like anything. I mean that. Like if 50, 60 million pound comes on the table right now, you accept it, don't you? Surely. But you accept it without having a striker. Yeah, Richardson's really? basically having not a striker. Uh, I see your point. But he does I mean, other things, right? You know that. Like, I know like, that. Like what? What? So I know that goal scores are supposed to, you know, clues in the name or in the title, score goals. But he does do a lot of. A lot of the running and the pressing is very good at the pressing side of things, and that allows us to build the attacks. So yeah, I mean, would I start with him against Sheffield United? Absolutely not. I would. I would go with some, right? Definitely. But when we're playing against teams who are not medium block but a low block, who in the league plays a low block, by the way? Other than West Ham, who who Sheffield just United. Do they? Do they really play with a low block? No, I, uh, I can yeah. see them doing it. I haven't they're seen. I, have you know, to, aren't they? They're going to have to start playing that way. But yeah, but but when we say that, though, like, I'm sorry, I, I'm I'm not buying this Richarlison thing. Like from uh, Burnley proved, to shadow of a doubt, that this man isn't. It, it just shows that you have to play humans on down the middle. I've been crying out for it for weeks on weeks, saying you need to play him down the middle. He does it. It goes and gets a hat trick. Like Sun, for me, showed he, was, he played very Harry Kane esque. Very Harry Kane esque, actually, by a lot of his play. Which was impressive, by the way. Some of the way that he just dropped off in the six yard box. That, the second goal, specifically, when Solomon just whips it in across goal. He just drops off. Any, any other old Sun would have just got in last man onto it and probably would have been caught out. But. I thought he was absolutely brilliant against um, Burnley. But this is why I say I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm not one of these. I'm not sentimental, right? So I don't really care. Listen, if a big comes in for, for Charleston, yeah, accept it, personally. 
and again, I'll ask you the question. That's without us having a a striker. Yeah. So yeah. so if so if Richarlison goes and Son gets injured, what do you do? I don't know. Find someone that can score at least one goal because Richarlison can't even seem to really do that. Like, I'm not. I, I, I get the sense. That's harsh. Get the harsh way, from the poetry. No. Harsh. He scored against three teams since being at this football club. He's been here over a year. He scored against three teams. Like all you need, like you know, it's bad when realistically the only thing you need to do is score one league goal to match him. Like, do you know what? I mean? Like it's crazy when you sink back and think about it. Whether we, whether we were to suggest, scored one goal in over a thousand minutes or something stupid. It's crazy. Like. But I get the point. Listen, we're not going to. By the way, we're not going to sell him. It's not. That's not happening. I'm not. But my point being is, is I don't. I, I'll be honest. I don't. I, I'm. Not, I don't care. And I'm politely saying I don't care. If we were sold tomorrow, I, I'd be like, okay, bye. Thanks. Thanks for absolutely nothing. Goodbye. We move on. Let's try and actually recoup. We should be. I expect us now, between now and the end of the season, at least, to have had a, a striker target. And a new striker comes in so we can get this guy off our books. It has to happen, right? You can't have someone not scoring goals. I still think he's going to get 15 goals this season. Really? Yeah, I, I, would I happily do. Put, I'd happily put that, a £50 bet on that or whatever, whatever you want to say. But for the charity of your choice, then that won't happen. Right, charity of James Payton. Uh, where, where, uh, okay, I'll take... Are you sure? Yeah, I'll take that bit. Score fifteen goals in all competitions. Listen, just remember, like, bear in mind is we're not in Europe this season, so a lot of those have to come in the league. So you're suggesting that he's going to average just short of one in two. Well, he's only got fourteen to go for me to get that fifty quid off you. So uh... yeah, four. Yeah, exactly. Fourteen. I mean, exactly. That's my point, though. Like, if it was any other player, I'd go. Ah, maybe not, but. When has he ever scored more than thirteen league goals? I know, but this this team is built for for people to score goals. I know it's not just the, the front striker; it's not it's not dependent on that. I just can see him. Look, it, the guy clearly needs to get his head right. Like when he came on, you could see that he was. I think he's in his own head. No, what no? What it is 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 he, it's a very. Listen, this is going to sound absolutely harsh, by the way. You're going to say you just don't think he's any good, right? No, 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 no. When he came on, I saw a player that I went, you're not in this for the team. And you might, people might say this is very harsh. I saw a player going that was pissed off that Chung Min Son scored a hat-trick, right? That's what I saw. I saw a player went, I, I'm annoyed because you've now, you've now proper made me look like an idiot. That's the player I looked like I saw. I didn't see a player come on the pitch and go, do you know what? There's no pressure now. Let me go and play my game. This is a player that came on annoyed that, that someone has done something that he couldn't do. That's what I saw. Right. People might say that's really harsh, but that's what I saw. So I, I, I agree with what you mean. I do. But then again, I've also seen Richarlison be the type of player that's all about the team, that's all about fighting. You know, I've seen that Richarlison. I think we all have. I haven't. Haven't you? Where? Where? He's trying too that? hard. Yeah, that's, what I, that's huh? what I said. I think he's in his head. He's in his own head. I think head. he's trying too hard. I mean, I, it, I, can, I, I, can argue, I can argue with that all. If, if I'm being absolutely brutally honest, he's just not a very good football player. Like, he's just not that good. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm being really harsh and people in the... People that will comment about this and be like, oh, I'm this, that, and the other, that's fine. I, ju- I just sit back and go, Human Song proved that you can do it in this system. The amount of chances he had were, but he didn't have any more chances that Richardson didn't have in any other game. That was the difference. The difference is, is the quality of Human Song completely overshadowed the poor ability that was of Richardson. Like he, he so my point being is, is that Son didn't have any less, no, didn't have any more opportunities on, on goal than Richarlison hasn't had in any of the games he started. Right. So are you telling me now that you're not going to tune in at three forty-five a.m. on Saturday to watch Brazil versus Bolivia? Is that what you're saying to me? 
Oh yeah, because this is what's going to happen, by the way. He'll probably go and score a couple of goals against an absolute <laughs> bang average national side, and everyone's going to go, there you go, we can do it for Brazil. Yeah, because Brazil plays absolutely crap teams most of the time in international games. They very rarely go and play the Argentinas in the world or the Uruguays of the world. Do you know what I mean? He'll go and score... He'll go and score a hat- Do you know what? I can imagine him scoring a hat-trick against Bolivia... And then everyone will be going out, perches in the mud, see, he is good. Yeah, I, I'm not being funny. Their, their strikers at the moment are awful. Mm. All right, I've taken your bet and our seven and a half listeners are witness to that. So I, I, I think he will score another 14 goals. I think that what needs to happen is he, someone, sometimes in life when you're a bit stuck and you're in this, this vicious circle, it's difficult to get out of it on your own right and that can be about work or relationships or whatever and right now we don't know what's going on in his personal life maybe nothing maybe he's got a great personal life right it seems like the kind of person who's got loads of people around him and blah 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 but as ross says he's he's trying too hard and instead of just saying you know i'm just going to take my mind off this and see if it happens and just trust in in my skill and my ability because he's a professional footballer and he didn't get there because he won a competition, right? He got there because he's good, and he's—I think he's very good. I just think he needs to—he needs to, or someone, not him actually, someone needs to help him out a little bit. And um, like maybe my former boss Tony Robbins can say to him, "Should have a session with him actually. He can afford him, and he'll help him out." Right? He helped out Andre Agassi when um, when Andre was. Yeah, you know, he, he was great at the beginning, and then he dropped off, didn't he? No, you know, no one even remembered who he was. And he came back, and he was fantastic. And sometimes you need that external help, someone to like say to you, "Look, forget about your ability. We understand. Everyone can see it. You have it. It's clear, right?" But what you need to do is let's look at why you are feeling the way you do. For instance, as I was saying earlier, that you could see at some point throughout the game that he was pissed off. You could see it. And it was like, I just thought to myself, come on, mate, don't be pissed off. The team is enjoying this. So so just didn't try and enjoy it. But all he kept, what well, I believe, all he kept thinking about was, why is it not working for me? And, you know, sometimes in life, when that happens, instead of looking at yourself, you then start looking at others. And that's, that's not a path that really you should go down because then it gets to the point where um, you start to think it's other people's fault and not yours. You know, or maybe it's a combination. Maybe it's just chance and opportunity. I don't know. The game was great. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't unhappy. A lot of people were unhappy with that second goal that went in. I wasn't. I. I just that sort good of... goal. I thought. Was, I thought it was a really good goal, actually. Yeah. I thought. I thought. I thought all of the seven goals in the game were quality. Genuinely, like from a from build-up standpoint, I thought that goal was really good. What about Romero's, eh? Oh, your turn to talk. What a goal, right? <laughs> I watched it with my son, and he was like, "Was that Sonny?" And I was like, "Mate, come on!" And I, but the finish, where the hell was that been? That was beautifully struck. I mean, there was a bit of a confusion. Then it was wriggling around the box, and then it just dropped to him. And I, oh, I think Prime Kane would have been happy with that, but screamed it in. But he's come on leaps and bounces, Romero. I mean, for someone who um, was seen as or an aggressive liability almost. He settled into this first captaincy brilliantly. So you do wonder if that's a bit of a masterstroke again from Big Ange, where he's seen this raw talent and said, if I give him some um, responsibility, it will calm him back. But he's been brilliant. He's been absolutely brilliant. And that finish just really has summed it up in the last month. Yeah, I, I, I thought he's been he's been great. Look, we're going to talk about James Madison towards the end of the show, right? We've got, I think we've got a bit of, to say about him. But let's talk about Romero a bit. And I'll tell you why I want to talk about him. How old is he now? Is he 24? Am I right in saying? Might be younger. Uh, 23, maybe. Romero, Tottenham. Don't you love... No, it's 25. So, so, yeah, he's he's 25. And he was 25 in April. So he'll be 26 soon, right? And he's coming to the point where when you start to hit the age of 25 26 doesn't just mean as a footballer you start to you start to realize what everything's about hopefully you do anyway and i think is i mean we, we call that maturing and that's what he's doing i think that he's he's starting to mature 
and uh, I I really hope that we have we, we enjoy him throughout his best years. You know, thank God for Daniel Levy because he'll never let him leave, will he? Not until he gets the right bid in. So at least we've got that to say. Anything else about the game? Any any negative points? Not that I really want to talk about anything negative. Um, no, no. I thought. No. Actually, do you know what? I thought we was absolutely outstanding. I'll, I'll put it out there. I thought we were brilliant. I thought there was a lot of so many positives. I can't think of a negative to be honest. I thought everyone had a very good game. Everyone, everyone in that eleven that started had a very very good game. So let's move on to your views on the transfer window, Ross. Let's go over to you. Everyone's. Like every podcast I've listened to rates it, gives it a rating. So let's do the same. How would you rate this transfer window? Out of 10. Um, it's not as bad as 6. It's not as good as a 7. So it's a 6.5 because... And that's not... I don't think that's anyone's... It's got better in the last week because we've managed to offload Sanchez and Ndombele. Thank you, Galatasaray. Um, even though Sanchez, I'm surprised, did go in the end. But... If Ange believes in Ashley Phillips and hopefully Alfie Dorrington, then that's great. Um, but yeah, it's been good. It's been it's been absolutely good. Um, with nothing better, nothing worse than that. The fact that we managed to get in Vicario, who's proved brilliant. Who's being, he's getting better every game. Van der Ven, uh, Madison, who I know you'll come on to in a minute, and Solomon and all these players. It it's really looking positive, and the fact that Ange is doing it his way. And we haven't got any kind of oh, was that a club signing rubbish anymore? Um, nah, it's been it's very positive and it's going in the right direction. And you're not going to do it all in one window, as a lot of people have said. Um, and hopefully this time next year we'll have that striker. We'll we all crave and backups here, there, and everywhere. Six and a half. Don't you think that's low? Oh, I wait for you come to me. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm scared now. Go on then. I would have said at the moment it's still a five to six. Anything between five and a six at the moment because what? Just to sort of touch on what Ross is saying, I think I think the signings you've got to remember transfer windows can't be just judged on who you sign. It's got to be it's got to be a collective, right? On ins, outs, and all that lot. So for me, and and it's also got to be on timings of signings. For example, it took so long to get Van der Ven done. That should have been done ages ago. So you have to judge all of it collectively. Yeah, but does it it's matter, mate? Does it? But does it matter? Because look yeah, at, massively. Look, yeah, but massively look at, matters. Yeah, but look at he, he's he's hit the ground running. Yeah, 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 yeah. If he it hadn't, I would now. say fair enough. But, I would say you know no, you, you, your point yeah, is valid, but yeah, but my point, but my point on that is, is we don't we didn't know that right. His first his first kick of a ball for Tottenham was against Brentford away. So my point is, is players need time to gel in the squad. Listen, we got, you could argue we got lucky in air quotes, but actually it fell in, fell quite well for him. For me, I would, I still put it that way. I think the right thing was to get rid of the likes of Ndombele and Sanchez. They're awful. I think both of them are awful. They should have gone ages ago. Um, but you have to be balanced and go, well, we, we, we are... What an injury or two away, and you could you you're gonna have an absolute issue. You've got to throw in a 18 year old kid and a Ben Davis at centre half, and then you go, okay, that worries me. So my point being is, is we haven't fully done it all. We've done we've done the, we've done good things, but when I'm seeing people going, oh, we've got eight, nine out of ten window. No, you've got you've got to judge it all. Some of the players, by the way, you can judge on that. I think the likes of a Madison signing a Madison for is a is a good eight out of ten signing because he's transformed us. Van der Ven in the same conversation, Vicario a little bit less, but still in the same conversation. We've signed good players, but we haven't gone and massively, I want to say improved in the sense of we haven't got a squad yet. We've got a good eleven. We're very much in the Pochettino era where we had a very very good eleven. But the second two or three of those 11 came out and we saw it last Tuesday against Fulham, right? We saw it against Fulham. When we start shuffling the pack a little bit, then there's a problem. So until... I, I like to judge things very much on that sort of scale. And what was your rating out of 10? 
I'll go five and a half. I'll be nice. Five and a half. Six. Quarter six. Quarter six. Then if you want. I'll leave Do you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going up. I'm going seven because I forgot about oh, Brennan Johnson. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll tell you before I give you my rating. You want to say something else, mate? Who me? Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about Brennan Johnson. He's really good. Did you just <laughs> he, call him Brennan? And he's, no, Brennan. Oh no, 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 I had no, no. I've had a few discussions with a ten-year-old boy about this over the weekend. He kept calling it Brendan. I said no, it's Brennan. Um, he's gonna. I think he will settle in so quick. He'll be like James Madison. Whether he'll be, I don't think he'll be as good as James Madison, but I think he will really push that strike, um, strike in front three up. I think he'll really, really help us. Where do you play him? Where do you play him? Do I don't think it matters. It does. I think you start. I think it does, mate. I, mean, you... I think it's so interchangeable, though. If you have, say, Decky, you know, um, hurts himself. Um, I think it, that front three of, say, a Johnson, Son, and Solomon could be so interchangeable that you'd start him on the right, and then you just say, right, if I need to change it over, I will, and that's where I, that's what I do with him. All right, so I'll I'll go through these transfers, right? So we got we got Brennan Johnson. Uh, I'm looking, so I'm looking at transfer market, and unfortunately, it's in euros. Is uh, there a? Yeah. So am I. Yeah. So, but Brennan Johnson, fifty-five million euros. What's that? Fifty million? Forty-seven? It was forty-seven, no, it was, it was 47, 47 and a half million, weren't it? So, so in total, it's we've spent two hundred forty-eight million euros or two hundred twelve million pounds, right? So Brennan Johnson. Not, I mean, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not the type of person who will say, "Oh, he's great" or whatever. Until maybe even after a season, I'm gonna, I'm gonna contradict myself when we talk about James Madison in a bit. We've got James Madison in at forty. I will count Poro and Kulisevsky. You have to, yeah. right? You have to count them. They've been with us or not because they were loans and then they were made permanent. Mickey, Vicario, Veliz. Phillips, Manor Solomon, Destiny. These are the these are the, the players that came in. And the reason why I can't give this uh an eight out of ten is because we sold our best player and didn't uh like you can't like for like replace Harry Kane. Not, even with Mbappe I wouldn't say it's a like for like. But we didn't go out and buy a striker. Um, I mean, we, I think we should have. We should have. You can say Veliz is a striker, but he's nineteen. Um, he's not. You know, he's not going to set the world alight, is he? The other thing we desperately needed was another centre back. And if we had got a striker in who who was fairly decent, um, Auburn, I have no idea other than YouTube compilations. And I don't think there's too many people who watch the uh, the Belgian league too too much. So we are, we are going off YouTube, right, with him. Other than him and, um, is it Jonathan David? Oh, the Lille, is it Lille striker? Yeah, I've seen him Canadian. play. So I've seen him play twice. The first game, I didn't realise he was on the pitch, I'll be honest with you. And the second game, I thought it was actually quite good. But that's in a farmer's league. And so, again, I don't know, right? You just don't know. But we were missing a striker and we were missing a centre-back. Talking about Brennan Johnson, I think that he is a very, very quick player. He's going to have to increase his technical skills. I know that the club have trying to put out some, some stuff. Um, who's going to walk about? Have we got ghosts on this podcast? Because yeah, what is that? I can hear someone walking. Ross, is that you? Have <laughs> you got... I'll be back. Just, I desperately need to go. I'll be back in one second. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, what we've what we've got is um, we've got a bunch of players which are which are good, and I've just gone back to my old point. Let's talk about Brennan Johnson. Wow, that's amazing, right? You can tell I'm getting old. So Brennan Johnson, I think that he definitely needs to increase his technical technical ability. Ability can't get the words out. Is he going to play instead of Kulisevsky? I don't know. I don't know. And like you're, you're right, mate. Where do you play him? 
he can play on the left. He can play through the centre. If you speak to some Nottingham Forest fans, like some of them have said to me, they would love to see him up front. But I don't know. I mean, he's not he's not put as a striker on the on the on the Tottenham Hotspur website, is he? So that's going to be an interesting one to see where he plays. Do you think he starts against Sheffield United? No. No. But we're not going to really cover Sheffield United too much in this pod. We'll come back like just before after the international break has ended, and uh, we can we can uh, say that Perch is in the mud after Richarlison scored six goals Always. in those two games. But uh, I just I I think he's a a decent player, and I'm only saying that because of what Forest fans have said who are here in Cyprus. Uh, one of them is an ex-season ticket holder. The other one. Um, he he's been in Cyprus for ages, but he, he watches them like religiously. And he said, "We've got an amazing talent on our hands, which has he's nowhere near hitting his ceiling with regards to potential." So that's interesting. I don't know. Does he start? Does he start against Sheffield United? Uh, yeah. In place of Kulusevski. Do you think we could? Uh, do you think Postacoglu might put Kulusevski on the left? No, actually, I don't know. Actually, he'll he'll start. It'll be one of him or Sol- Solomon or or Kuzeski that dropped one of the two. Yeah. Solomon, I mean, I'm not sure. You which could way. always you could always play Decky in the Madison role if needed. Yeah, I mean, and I, he wants and to that play has that been role as well. He wants to do it. So I think you. It doesn't really matter. I mean, it's lovely to have these options. I'd rather have these problems than not have them. Yep. Oh, definitely, yeah. And just talking about Poro a minute, he had a great game. Now, you can say that the first goal was down to him, I suppose Yeah, it but was. his pass for Sonny, one of Sonny's goals was just, oh, it was dirty, yeah. filthy thing. Could you imagine? Beautiful. Could you imagine Royale playing a pass like that? I can imagine him trying to, but it wouldn't come off. It would be a no-look pass, right? <laughs> That's what it'd do. Yeah. You know, Sonny's still running it. hit a corner it. flag. I, I was going to say, it'd hit a corner flag. I just don't know which one. But I'll bless him. Right, let's turn to a question. So, Pianic at the Isco. I think that's how you pronounce it. On Reddit. Have you got it open, mate? Ross, you want to read it out? That's the first one. Uh, I'll put, put you on the spot. Proper on the spot. I can't believe. I that's can't right. believe. But if I we reckon so if prepared. I... We come so prepared to this podcast. You know what I mean? Okay, if Daniel Levy decided to follow his one true passion and then he puts two in the world as a pitbull cover act, <laughs> who would you like to, who would you like to be nominated as chairman from either inside or outside the club? Oh. I can't get that pitbull cover act out of my head now. Um who would you like to be chairman? Who'd be fun? Who we just need some fun. Elon Musk. No, it'll Why? change the name of the club. No, no, you wouldn't be allowed to, but... I'm not going to be called XFC, for sake. Um, no, I want something a bit bonkers, but not that bonkers. Oh, I'd... I'd Perchy? I'd, I'd go Give it to Perchy. Um, go on, Perchy. Oh, I'd do it. I would do it any day of the week. There we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Well, yeah. Perchy. Richarlison would have to hide. I mean, you'd... Nah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. <laughs> He, he would play better when I'm in charge because you know he won't get away with it as easy. <laughs> Just perch you running after him with some sort of weapon going, play better, you bastard. Jeez, I'm running away with a weapon. Jeez. <laughs> so Cable, Cable Guy Smith on Reddit says, if Poch Mourinho Conte had a lemon party, who would primarily hold the camera... <laughs> And who would be the power bottom? Perchy, over to you, mate. Sorry, what? Right, just Google Lemon Party. Ross? Lemon Party? Yeah, Ross, over to you. You know, I think we're old enough to know what this is. (laughs) Don't don't Google this on your work laptop, mate. I don't have a job. No, not you. I'm talking about Perchy. I can hear him Googling it. Oh my gosh, what? 
I'm not answering that one. Screw that. I think I think the uh, the pod should be called Lemon Party. I'm going to see how many people no. actually get it. So I, I'm. I uh, don't. Well, di- disclaimer: do that. not search it. I'm just saying. <laughs> so you got Pod <laughs> Mourinho and Conte. <laughs> now, now that you've been educated into what a lemon party is, Perchy. <laughs> Does Poch hold the camera, or is he the power bottom? No, he's, he's the latter. A bit of, he's put on a bit of timber recently, so... Yeah, he's the latter still. He isn't the cameraman, I'm just saying that. So what's Mourinho no. doing in, in this in this trio at the Lemon Party? Uh, Mourinho's, Mourinho's trying to figure out how we can get Hoiberg involved. <laughs> Ross, and Conte is what? I just... Do you know what? I've just got this awful image of Conte and Mourinho in their underwear arguing who's going to be the power bomb and just trying to fight over each other. What, and... what is happening? Imagine if halfway through Conte's wig just fell off because of the sweat. Unbelievable. What is happening? All the lube and sweat that's flying around and his hair just flops on the floor. And he carries on speaking. <laughs> We've got to have some fun. Come on, it's an international break. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, it's a good point, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's not like there's anything important to talk about anymore. Exactly. I mean, is there actually anything God. important to talk about other than the fact that we've had a stupid break four games into the season? Oh, yeah, who booked so... that for fuck's sake? It happens every season, to be fair. It just it just felt like for the last few years that it was the best break we needed. Like, I actually enjoy watching us play football again. Now I'm like, oh, come on. You know what I would love? I would love it if if UEFA or FIFA, whoever it was, and I think this was, what I'm about to say was mentioned a few years ago. So I, I heard it either on The Athletic or in the Guard, on The Guardian pod, where what they do is they have a window where all the international breaks throughout the season are played. And it might be a month off from football, fair enough. But you've just got that month and then it's done with. And that's it. And it's like once a year. Because we've got... We've got two coming up, right? We've got one now, one in October. Yeah, that happens every year, though. We I know it every I know year. It happens every year, but every it's year so we moan dull. about it. Right? Oh, it's so See, dull. That's, no, it's, no, that's not year, true. That's yeah. not true. I didn't moan about it last year or the year before that. I enjoyed it. I was like, oh, I'm to be so fair, happy. To be fair, we needed that break last year. But now we're on a roll. Do you know what I mean? And it's Yeah, that's different. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's not really something we... Oh, anyway... We you could finish the league a month earlier and then they could all get together a month before tournaments and we'd be better for it. See, we've, we've, we've solved football. We've worked we've it solved out. solved football. Amazing. Well, to... <laughs> all of it solved can just it. be there sorted out. All, all the issues are done because of this podcast. That's it. We're the greatest and what? And we talked about free men and a week. Yeah, okay. You want to bring it up so much, it's worrying me now. Right, so let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about a fourth man then, James Madison. Oh, so I'm going to tell you why the, the I gave it an eight out, of, eight out of ten, and it's because of James Madison. And I mean, I've said it before, and many people have said it. It looks like he's been playing for us for years. He just gets it. He gets us as the fans. It looks like he's a fan himself, even though I don't think he is. He was born in Coventry or something over there. He's probably a Coventry Covo fan. Covo fan. He probably is, right? No, he is. He is a Coventry fan. He is, fan. right. And so, yeah, Spurs are the, are the club, or his big club now, and, and he, he plays for him. But you know what? He's, a lot of people are saying, was he that good at Leicester? Was he, was he that amazing? And so I reached out to Robbo, who is a friend of mine who is a Leicester fan. He's a season ticket holder. He lives, he lives in, actually in London. And I asked him the same question. Was James Madison as good as he is for Tottenham Hotspur when he was at Leicester? Absolutely no, he said. Where was this player? He had glimpses of it, but he is a different man. Those were his words. He's a different man now. And that got me thinking. Has he got three kids now? He's got twins and a... Yeah, he's got three kids. Again, he's at the age where maturity really starts to sink in. He's probably realised as well, brought on by, by maturity, that with Harry Kane gone, this club needs a main man, a main focal point. Obviously, we prefer if it was all the team, but we need that one person. And he said, you know what? I'm going to be that person. He loves the attacking style, definitely. I mean, I heard there was an ex, one of his ex-managers 
Um, I think it was maybe Brendan Rodgers. He was on Talksport today, and he said he loves he loves to be in a in a team that's attacking, and he's he's taken it on with both hands, and he's just said, you know what, this is gonna this is my turn, this is my time, and I'm gonna go for it. And I think that that the way that he plays, his infectious personality. Because let's be honest, if you listen to every other footballer. I mean, Harry Kane was the lowest of the low when it came to interviews. Boring as shit, right? But I think he's just that kind of personality. He's a boring guy. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But you've got James Madison, who is unconventional. He doesn't talk the same way other footballers talk. He he just talks like doesn't matter who the interviewer is. He'll talk to them like you know, I'm just answering your question, and I'm going to answer it. I don't care what my PR or media team tell me to do what the club tells me to do I'm going to answer it the way I, I see fit and I think that the way that he is in training every day and the fact that we've got this momentum at the club is it's basically rubbing off on everyone and I've got this I've got this feeling where hold on Netflix has just come on give me a sec guys carry on talking you know, yeah, whereas, um, yeah, um, as James gone. is watching, well, as James is now watching something on Netflix whilst he's meant to be doing a very important podcast, um, um, yeah, um, I think we are. I think James Madison's an absolute revelation, Ross. Do you think? It does feel like, as James said, he's been here for ages, oh, but he fits I think in it like feels, a glove. It feels like he's been here for a decade, doesn't it? It does, and he just brings a. He's a player that we've not had since. I just about Ericsson. Even though Ericsson mm. didn't really play off the striker a lot, um, he's oh. a, he's like a hybrid of Deli Ali and Ericsson, and we've been crying out for this player for years. And he, for the fact that he's actually doing it, and he's pulling everyone together, and he's really embraced this culture that Angie's creating and that's just been great you don't normally see that in a new signing they always talk about bedding in and all that he's just coming and gone you're right guys let's do this and it's just been like yay do you know the one thing I really liked about it and it it, it sounds so silly but hear me out and just just playing with what I'm trying to say here he could have come in and gone nah I'm not going to take the number 10 like I know because they knew they knew Kane was going he knew Kane was going right he could have easily just gone, nah, I'll, just, I'll have a 25 or, a, do you know what I mean, a, a random number. Yeah. I'd have, whatever. He's gone, nah, 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 Once Kane goes, I'm having number 10. Like, you remember, <laughs> do you remember, do you remember back in the day when, at Man United, when they sold Ronaldo, and what did they do? They gave the number seven to Antonio Valencia. Do you know he did a year after? Wow. After a year of having the number seven shirt, he went back to Man United and said, I'm not having that shirt, it's too heavy for me. And when he got his 25 that he normally had back on. I mean, Madison's just come mm. in and gone. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not putting him in the same conversation, obviously, but my point being is he's come in and gone, no, 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 that's my number. I'm having it. And I'm going to be the new talisman at this football club. Yeah, he, he's gone. Yeah, it is a proper... No, I want it. I'll have it. Like Some people be like, as yeah. you said, oh, the weight of the number. It's just a fucking number. Um and it's too heavy. Is it? But as you said, he's reveled in it, and it, you yeah, yeah. Just it doesn't matter what number you got on the back of your shirt and all that rubbish. He's playing how he wants to play, and he's been given the license to. And you see, we've reaped the rewards so much in the way that he can start moves from picking the ball up off the defenders, and then he's off, and then we're off. And it oh, it's great. It's great. Hopefully, he stays fit, and Southgate doesn't, you know. Bury him. And how many goals do you think he's going to score this season? This season, goals-wise. Oh yeah, go Ross. You go first. Up. I think he'll have thirty goal. What is it? What do they? What do goal, the kids now say? Goal, goal contributions. That's it. Yeah, I think he'll have thirty plus goal contributions, which obviously involves goals and assists. But how many goals do you think he'll score? 15. So he's just got 13. You think he's going to score as many as Richarlison? Wow. You don't think he'll score more? Yeah. No, he, he'll start taking 15. The fact kicks. you think Richarlison's scoring 15 is mad, but anyway. <laughs> he's going to get... 
I'm, Madison's going to get... I, I, agree, I agree with Ross. I think he's going to get north of 30 goal contributions. I think he'll score 13 goals. 13, I'm going with. But he's already scored two already. So I sit back and go, do you know what? He could easily... If he keeps playing the way he does at this level, he could easily go and get 20 goals this season if he keeps playing the way he plays, right? So, listen, I think I think he will get... I think I'm, I agree with Ross. He'll get about 30 goal contributions this season if he stays fit all season, of course. If he doesn't get an injury and all that lot. I think... I don't see why not. I think he's good enough to as well. What do you want to hear about a nightmare that I had? Um, it was... Just after Did it involve Richarlison up top? No, it didn't. It, <laughs> James Madison was there, and it was. I had it the. I had it the day after. Well, no, the night of the Burnley game. It was a. It was terrible. Um, Postecoglou dies. Well, he died of a heart attack. Bloody hell! I know. I'm sorry to say that. I'm just telling you how it is. <laughs> And sorry, it was what? really. Sorry, it was... Hang on a minute. Sorry, <laughs> you you dreamt about this. Like, who goes to... This is a nightmare you had. That's yeah, mental. It was, a night, it was a nightmare, and the, fu- the what, not, it wasn't funny. But James Madison, I remember it so vividly. He was in this nightmare, but he was a mini version of James Madison, and he was Postecoglou's son, and he was speaking Greek. And I remember the what? funeral so well, and uh, that, yeah, that's. That's it, have and you, there, you, there was it was a. I remember. Did you make him stop? Honestly, <laughs> no, what, just... sorry, James. Can you stop drinking before you go to bed? I think that's now <laughs> that now has to happen. Or whatever it is, whatever your nighttime routine is, must stop now. He's, he sat there just drinking, watching like Tottenham replays of the season already, and then he's passed out, and then just had an absolute <laughs> nightmare. That's what I think has happened. Well, still, be, I'm blaming the Scotch whiskey. Oh, to be fair, so I've had I've had one of my clients, my biggest client, the Australian, he's been in Cyprus all this week, and um, I've I haven't drank as much as I have this week for years. But this so, okay, really, fine then. You need to carry on going back to drinking. That's what's caused it. No, it's the opposite no. effect. It's it's uh, the the drinking. I mean, this the the dream happened off on Saturday. So it was it was I was gonna. I was going to tweet about it. I thought, no, I, and I didn't. I wasn't sure if I should mention it in in this pod. But seeing as we mentioned lemon parties, I thought I'll, I'll tell you about this night. Amazing. As well. So, Gilf Lover sixty nine on Reddit says, "Would you rather go back to in time to witness the sixty sixty one double, or back to sixty six to witness England's World Cup win?" Oh, really? Ooh, you have to even think about that. Oh, I don't know. Oh, don't like the double. Oh, the doubles. No, but the reason why the reason why I think that I'm actually questioning it is, is that England have only ever won the World Cup once, right? So it's like a once in a lifetime moment. England uh, Spurs have won other trophies, right? Oh, actually, I don't know. Actually, it's what Spurs, the, uh, we haven't won a double since, have we? Yeah, that's a good point. I'll go double, but. It isn't. I think it's not as easy as you make it out to be. Because right, so England I, have never won a trophy in uh, a trophy before or after that. So I can answer this question. What I would do is I would go back to the nineteen sixty and sixty one season, and then when um, I had to get into this time machine to take me back to twenty twenty three, I'd say no, I'm staying, and um, I would make sure I had some lottery numbers with me for. When um, when did it start? Nineteen ninety four, and I would then get to watch also the nineteen sixty six World Cup. So there you go, Gilf lover. Hopefully that's ah, uh, that's that, see you've that's quite a smart one. I see what you've done. I see what you've done. I'm not, I'm not just a pretty face. Mm. And apparently, I've got the same hairstyle as you, which absolutely not. What the, <laughs> what the hell was that guy talking about? It's Sav. Is that his name? Sav. Big up Sava. Big up yeah. Sava. Does he listen to this? He, I, I want him one actually. I quite liked him. Oh, be nice to have another person with a bit of Cypriot blood. I'm sure he's with a name like Sava. So he, he is. Be, uh, he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He must have some Cypriot blood in him. Right. So we've got to read this one out because, in fact, before we read this next one out, and um, you can read it out perchy it's the oh wifey i haven't got don't... my phone on me one second right so before we read this one out and it's the wifey don't know i'm here one <laughs> i'm just looking at that one <laughs> so t- tell us about manchester united and uh and anthony 
Ross. I don't know how much we can talk about, can we? But at the minute, apparently some ex-girlfriend of Anthony has come out and said he used to allegedly, any lawyers listening, um, yeah. beat her up. And he's, he then got pulled from the Brazil squad. I mean, this is after he released a statement, I think, saying that he didn't do it, he didn't do it, he didn't do it. Does he know but who then, did? Um, I don't know. He was at a lemon party at the time. Um, he he then got pulled from the Brazil squad. And so and then Man United released a statement. So I've not read the statement, but from what other people are saying, they've released a statement without actually saying anything. And it has this kind of, well, we're going to do something, we're just not sure yet. And considering this is, what, the second time after the new Hetafe striker has been unveiled, um, it's just... It's just really not a good look, and more so after what's happened with their sale. It's mm. oh, man, you really are just in an absolute pile of crap at the minute. They did are. He, did he in his statement? I haven't read it, but did he confirm that he he was that she wouldn't pass him the peroxide, and so that's why he, uh, you know, gave her a little bit of a. He, he denied. Yeah, but he denied all. He denied all allegations, though. Did he? He's, he's denied all allegations. Now Man United have put out a statement about it today. It just doesn't look good with the whole Mason Greenwood situation. That, like, everything that's seeming like... like and, and I think Ross has got a point. I think it has had an impact on their sale. I think they've gone back and gone, do you know what? We can get this cheaper. That, that, but I know it sounds bad, but that's how these people think, right? They'll go, do you know what? They're in absolute horror show publicity. We can get a cheaper deal than what? on the table right, that would well, be their main mindset well before I give you some ITK on what's happening in Qatar Ooh. Do, you, do you want to read out the wifey sure, don't I have, know I've I'm got here. my picked up my phone now and then we can read out thank you wifey don't know I'm here big up to you and I hope you're watching thumbs up to you well watching um, it'll be difficult unless ru- ru- rumours that Yasim and Ratcliffe are pulled out by Man United uh, shit scum fat wank bastards lovely lovely uh, do you see either of those rich mofos uh, washing their ill-gotten gains at Tottenham Hotspur Limited? Discuss, boys. Do you want me to go to sorry, the ITK? Yeah, gone. So this is from the horse's mouth. This is breaking news, by the way. And and it's not Yasim, it's Jasim. So the, the, the thing with Qatar is... And it, I advise anyone who wants to go out there. It's it's a nice country, it really is. Um, it's it's a, it's a bit small, but they're they're trying to change their profile, okay. And that's my that's my two cents towards the country. But I'll tell you what's what's happening there. They've decided to not go down, or they decided years or two years ago, before Saudi uh, did what they did, because Saudi have had their plans to do what they're doing now for every year. So they had a choice to either pump a lot of money because they are the world's richest country, believe it or not, Qatar. They, they decided they, they could either do what Saudi is doing and create a league. But the problem with that is their country is too small. They had the stadiums and it was one of the reasons why they went in. But then they decided, no, what we need to do is change our image worldwide. And if we can invest in a lot of things and well, we're talking about fundamental cultural things worldwide such as buying Harrods and buying multiple different things then we would prefer to raise our profile or part of it that way as well as doing away with the various um, employment laws that they have which doesn't matter what you say about them they're true they're, they're they are ridiculous they've got away with a lot of a lot of that stuff now so for instance when you were out there as a worker they could, you know, your employer would withhold your passport and you weren't allowed to leave and the conditions were horrendous. So in Cyprus, it's hot, but there, for instance, in Qatar, in August, it can get to 60 degrees, two weeks running. And if you're working out in the sun and, um, you know, they can also threaten you and nothing can happen to these employees. No, we're not going to give you water. We're not going to give you this and that and whatever. But that's changing. And so what they decided to do was, one of the things, was buy a Premier League football club. Thing is, Sheikh Jassim never got the memo. I mean, he did, he got the memo, but this was going to be done through, through QSI. 
And Jasim is the, the owner of QMB, it's the world's richest bank, um, Qatar National Bank. And so what he was going to do, or what he still might do, although news is that it's not going to happen right now, is that he was going to fund this via his company. And he's a very wealthy man, by the way. Very, very wealthy man. He wasn't given the blessing, though, from the Emir on this. And you've got to understand that in really large organizations such as, such as QSI, you have some people who will say, no, we believe in what Jasmine's doing and we should back him. And you've got other people saying, no, we shouldn't. We need to be in charge of this and not have some other person who, who is going to use his own funds and the funds of, of QMB, which is the biggest bank there, to do this with. And so what's happened now is the Glazers have backed out. Jasim never backed out. I know that some people said he did. He didn't. He didn't back out at all. But Glazers believe that they can sell this for north of £8 billion. Pounds. And I don't know how they believe that when they need a billion pounds just to redo Old Trafford if they're going to make it into a super stadium. They need a lot of money to redo their training complex. And so what do I believe will happen? I this this is me making this up, but based on something that I have been told, mildly told, QSI will look to buy Joe Lewis's shares in Enix. Or sorry, Enix's share of Tottenham Hotspur. So Joe Lewis did buy those shares. He then gave it into the trust, which is run by his family or for his family. And QSI would like that to happen. They wouldn't like to be the minority shareholder. There are some um, bumps in the road if that's to happen. Okay, because it would be it would be difficult to own two Champions League clubs. I believe they are. They're not too happy with PSG at all. They're not too happy with the way things have gone there. And they've decided to cease massive investment in PSG. And would I like QSI to buy the majority shares of Tottenham Hotspur? Yes. Yes, I would. Because the way that we're run right now is where a club that is owned by an investment firm. And if we were sold to a hedge fund, it's exactly the same thing where there is speculation there, but it's, they have other members of that share of that hedge fund, which they have to answer to. And there aren't too many multi-billionaires who can buy Tottenham Hotspur. There aren't, there's maybe a hundred in the world who can buy it. And, and out of these hundred, how many are interested in doing that? Curious I are interested and they would love a club in London. And I've said this before. And so if they do buy, I know that a lot of people would feel like alienated because you've Tottenham Hotspur, especially like, like um, you know, there, there are different, different groups, um, LGBT groups and whatever. And, and they, would, they would say, well, this is, this is, you know, this isn't the Tottenham that I support. And to what I would say to that is, well, they're not, if QSI buy, I've got to be careful how I say this, if QSI do buy Spurs, at least the majority shareholding of Tottenham Hotspur, oh, and I need to carry out this by saying that Daniel Levy would probably stay on board for the next 10 years. But the, the speculation, um, he would have a budget that was far bigger than what he's ever had before. Okay. So talking about different groups like LGBTQ uh, Q groups, yeah, they would feel as I've spoken to some friends of mine, um, and they they've said to me one like one of them said it doesn't, doesn't care, another one has said well I I don't think I could support Spurs and I had to ask why they said well James you're not gay you don't understand how we feel and especially I would never go not even consider going to a country like Qatar or Saudi Arabia okay because of because it's criminal offence for me being gay why why is that and I understand it I do but but then again. Um, you could say that they're not they're not asking you to stop being engaged because they're owners of Tottenham Hotspur. Am I saying this right, guys? Do, do any of you understand where, where I'm going with this? I'm trying to articulate as best I can, but I think I'm... No, you don't. Yeah, well, yeah it, it's hard because I, I'm not a big fan of any kind of big corporation coming in or state-owned, something, whatever you want. 
and ploughing in millions and million billions and all that. But then that's the way that football's going. And if we do want to be the likes of Man City, Arsenal, um, and soon to be Newcastle, we may have to go down this route of having this injection of huge, huge funds. Um, and then you, I just don't want to lose that. This is going to sound so soft and wokey, I know, but I just don't want to lose what that club means to a lot of us. And it is a beautiful club. It annoys us, it frustrates us, but like anything you love in life, you still go back to it. And I don't want that to be lost in QSI or whoever it is would come in and plough billions and trillions into the club. We've got, we do have a wonderful stadium. We're very lucky. We do have a wonderful training ground. We're very lucky. We haven't won anything. So maybe it, the only way we're going to is to have this sort of injection. Bertie, what do you think, mate? No, listen. I, th- I get, I get the sentiment from certain, like sort of, like certain groups. I understand it, but listen, I just want to be excited with us. We and when I say about excited, I mean I want us to be excited, but I also want to be at a stage where we go. Do you know what? Like we need this, and we get this. Like I just want to be at a stage where we we are competing at the top table again. That might make me sound very like superficial, but listen, I want to see Tottenham win the Premier League. Do I think we're going to win it under the ownership model that we are at the moment? Probably not. So that's the best way I can articulate it. As simple as that, really. Well, content eighty-seven already says, "Are we title contenders?" And to that, I just have to say to him or her, "We're going to win the effing league." And uh, if we carry on don't playing like do this, do it to yourself. Oh, I don't know, mate. I'm. I'm happy, you know. I'm, oh, so am I. I I'm I'm happy too. Happy. I haven't been happy being a Spurs fan for a few years. I would say the last time I was properly happy was in uh, the last euphoric moment. I would say was the when when we played Ajax in that semi final in 2019. Yeah, that's fair. And and yeah, I think I think we are top contenders now. Let's let's wrap up the show. So the lemon party's just finished. And Super Mario two 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 seriously on Reddit asks, so Poch Conte Mourinho, they've just finished their lemon party. He hasn't said that I've had that in. Who's winning in an all-out brawl, Ross? Oh, the fat Argentinians winning that. The other two, I mean, I can see Mourinho getting knocked out quite early. I reckon Conte would just scratch his way, and then the Chelsea manager would thump him. You don't think? And yes, quite... I'm going the whole seat. I'm I'm not going to say his name for the whole season now. I'm that petty. Yeah, good. If the Chelsea manager, I like it. I like it. You don't think that Potts will just get out his lemons and start throwing them? And it's... just leave the lemons alone. No, but he, he loves lemons. <laughs> you know that, right? He's, Unbelievable. He's got, a, he's got a thing. He's got a thing for for lemons. Letter boy one two three. Do you want to read that, Perchy? Over to you. This is this is. A Go on then. Question. Let me read it out. Letterboy. It's penultimate one, right at the bottom. Right letter, at the bottom. Letterboy one two three. Yeah, it's Man, a, it's a perfect let- question I'm, for you to read out. I'm looking for Letterboy. I can't right see. The, it. Am I going mad? Right. You have to read this one out. It says, "Who would?" At the bottom. Oh here. Oh yes. Yeah, so yes. Who would you rather beat up a three-year-old Arsenal fan or a seventy, a seventy-two-year-old beautiful woman? I suppose it depends on which football team she supports. <laughs> I love how that is the metric. Well, That's the metric. Because um, otherwise, if she's an Arsenal fan as well, I'll do them two, two for the price of one. Not a problem. Not a unbelievable. This, what is this? Sorry, this is the content people want, by the way. This is the, the fans want this. They do. Um, they do. And I, I'm, um, I'm happy to give it to them. I'm, I'm not that three-year-old sparky. I'm going to deck the Arsenal fans. Screw him. Little rat. It doesn't say him. It could be a three-year-old little girl with pigtails. You, you're a dirty. Yeah, bastard. yeah, true. It could you're, be a screw you're, him. You're out of order. Sport Arsenal. It's your own fault. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like, that's going to get. That's just going to get clipped now, isn't it? Oh, this is so stupid. Um, but, no, I don't. I do not condone girls. violence to anybody. Apart from if they're a three-year-old Arsenal kid. <laughs> Apart from if you're a three-year-old. Kid. Brilliant. 
Yeah, no. Nobody, nobody hurt other people. It's not nice. Come on, guys. Be nice to one another. I think we've got the. I'd adopt a three-year-old and turn him. <laughs> <laughs> Just and decked him. And Goodbye. And I think for the last question, it's, it looks like an American listener because there's a word in there which makes me cringe. Ross, you want to read out the one from owner of the boner? What a great, great Reddit name. Owner of the boner. It's the last one. If mate. you could put Eric Lamella's passion into any current <laughs> roasted, roasted player, who would you choose? And someone's answered, and Dombele with 10% of Lamella's passion is winning the Ballon d'Or. Eh, no. Eric Lamella, uh, oh, don't get me started on him. Eric Lamella's passion, so who would you inject that to? I would give it to... I don't know, really. All our players are all right at the minute. I mean, Richarlison. If... Nah, he's got too much passion. Yeah, that's true. You, you need to deduct it. Um, It's an easy one, guys. Is it? Go on. Yeah. So I told you before that I really believe that um, Pat Matos, Pat Ma- is it Pat Matosar? He has yeah. the attributes of a young Patrick Vieira. I remember Patrick Vieira very well. I remember it like yesterday when he joined in 1996 for 2.3 million, I think it was. Well, where'd that memory come from? And I remember how he used to play and the a year after, so in the 97-98 season, when um, I think Emmanuel Petit joined, and what happened was that he he matured really quickly. I'm talking about Patrick Vieira, and he had this like I don't give a shit about anyone kind of attitude. And I think that if we could inject some of that into Pat Matisar, we would have one of the greatest players that this club has ever seen. So I think that's the one thing that's missing from his game, other than the fact that. I hope that we see him through to his maturity. If he can have that that bullish behaviour, that arrogance about him as well, then we have we have already one of the best midfields in the Premier League, but we would have one of the best midfields in the world. So I think that's the end of it. Any other any other bits and pieces you guys want to talk about? No, I think we've hit the nail on the head. No, how how are your Arsenal sponsored um, video streams going, Perji? Arsenal sponsored <laughs> video streams. Gosh, how old are you? Come Unbelievable. on, Unbelievable. <laughs> well, oh, my, my, my streams are doing absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much. I'm how? up to two thousand one hundred and fifty-eight subscribers. So if you're new to this, new to uh, then go over there to at the Perchy TV. Jump you, in there. So you still on the road even, to. Still can't even huh? say our. Still can't even say our podcast name. If you're new to the, you about to call it a channel. We're not a channel. We are a podcast called The Hot Spill Way. We will be doing... How about this? I will, we will do it. We'll do... I will have you on my channel to promote it. We'll have it. Have an actual thing on there and have a debate on there. How about that? All right, cool. Do you know how comes we own hotspillway.com and the club doesn't own it? Do you know how that came to be about? Did I tell you guys what happened? How? Did you speak to Donna? No. No, I didn't. <laughs> he, had a, he had some sort of relations with Donna, hasn't he? He's got something going on. He loves her so much. No, so what happened was back in 2010, they had applied for Hotspur Way to um, to be the actual road. So what you do is you make some planning applications. They had applied in, was it 2010 or 2011? I think 2010, if I'm not mistaken. And what had happened at the time was a friend of mine at the council was working there and uh, they, they SMSed me. It was, it was before we were using WhatsApp. And they said, oh, Tottenham are going to, Call a road Hotspur Way, and I was on GoDaddy.com at the time, and I just wrote in HotspurWay.com. It was available, and I bought it. And um, I don't know if it's a club who've been trying to buy it off me for a few years, but I keep getting derisory offers. So I'm just Daniel Levying it all the way. It's like you want it, it's a hundred thousand. There you go. And no, they're not coming back to me. So we have HotspurWay.com, and that's that. So guys, please leave a five star review. And click away, just like Perch is doing right now. That's Easy not me. Read. Don't blame me. That's for me. That's oh, Ross. 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 Unbelievable. I'm looking at lemon. You're looking at lemon party pictures, aren't you? You just can't help yourself. I'm looking at Donna Cullen pictures. Just see how you like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. She's she's a great professional. This is why I've said it before. I don't understand. Oh, honestly, some, some of the you decisions. You love her so much, mate. I've worked with her. That's why it's, some of the decisions that the club is making are I, I, beggars belief. I don't. She can't. She must say 
to Daniel Levy, listen, please don't do this. And the more she probably says it to him, the more he does it. Then he must get a thrill out of it. So it can't be her <laughs> because she knows, she, she understands what PR is. She really oh, does. Oh, Donna, I love you. Yeah, she gets it. She's amazing. I, I we I get it. I think she's you finished. love Donna Colin. Thank you. So move on. Gosh, honestly, move on. You, you pine after her. <laughs> so that's it. Listen, we're going to be back. Um, it's the first time you two are listening to this and what I'm about to say, actually. So oh, great. I, I'm going to do a, I want us to do a pod um, next week, maybe on a Wednesday, see what our schedules are like. And it's going to be why we support Tottenham Hotspur. It was a good idea from an American friend of mine uh, who said to me, which team should I support? I know you support Spurs, but why? And then so I turned it around and I said, well, which, uh, which basketball team should I support? And he said, well, what's the criteria? And I said, I love, I love a story of an underdog and also a team that excites people. So what, what club has history in that? I'm still waiting for him to get back to me. And I think it would be good for us to discuss that and hopefully have Spooky on as well. Um, and we can look back at some of the history of Spurs and why we support Tottenham Hotspur and what it means to us. And then we'll also have a, a Sheffield United preview as well. So go ahead, leave a five-star review and um, look forward to seeing you soon. By the way, do follow us on Twitter, Hotspur Way Show. Be nice if uh, we had more followers on there. I don't understand what's... I mean, we've got loads of, loads of people who comment and stuff, but how many followers do we have? Is anyone on Twitter right now? Uh, let me just look on there. The Hotspur Way podcast has 309 followers. That's terrible, because I keep seeing these tweets saying no Spurs fan should be without 500 followers or 1,000 followers, and then they, they put a picture of something which excites you, and then you read it, and it's like, oh, fuck off. I think we should get to 500 followers, don't you think? What do you think, guys? Because yeah. we're, getting, we're getting quite a few listens now. We're getting quite a few people listening to the show. We've, we're about to break the thousand mark, which is great, you know? And then onwards and upwards from there. So, mm. good. So, Perchy, off you go. Enjoy your lemon party. I'm not going uh, It's and, not a lemon party. Well, I mean, it's, it's, I'm then a dentist. It's even worse. <laughs> yeah, really? So, you're going to be in a I, dentist chair while it's happening to you? Unbelievable, isn't it? Unbelievable. I, I, I mean, your do your parents listen to this show? Do they? Um... They, I, I don't think my mother does watch it. I'll be on it. My mother, my, I, I, my dad definitely doesn't. Doesn't like football, so he'd be like, nah, screw that. But yeah, I suppose she could watch it via YouTube. So we do have a YouTube channel as well, and it's just this podcast with our logo throughout the whole thing. Soon we will start to do some clips, um, and I think that will be a lot of fun. Anyway, guys, till the next time. Awesome. Love you loads. And uh, enjoy oh, Richarlison scoring a, a bucket load. And um, what, what a player. He is. <laughs> he will be. You will see. Just give him some. Awesome. Give him some, give him some time. All right, guys. Cheers. Speak to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.